Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. We're in a series of short episodes to highlight mindset shifts that need to happen in our hearts and lives as we pursue movement. For an intro of the mindsets and Cindy who's sharing them, check out the first episode in this series. Let's jump in. I'm actually really excited for this mindset. I'm just They've all been good, but I feel like this maybe hits uh, personally where I'm jumping in or having conversations with people. And that mindset shift is always start groups. Okay, what does it mean and, and why is it important? Always start groups is really an important mindset shift for especially those of us who come from the Western world. And um, our culture as Westerners is quite individualistic rather than community oriented or communal. And so we don't think about groups as naturally, at least I certainly didn't and don't always. And um, so we need to, to shift our thinking to think about starting groups of disciples rather than just discipling individuals. So here's the mindset shift. The old mindset is individuals make spirit must make spiritual decisions for themselves they need one-on-one discipleship to grow and become mature and the new mindset is that in many cultures decisions are generally made in groups jesus rarely trained individuals but taught modeled and trained in groups yeah we need to change to always think about starting groups Whenever we have a potential disciple, always, how can we invite them to invite others into that process? And um, this is a huge, huge mindset that we can leverage towards multiplication and towards seeing many, many, many more people come to the Lord. But unfortunately, so much of missionary efforts um, in, you know, recent, the last, you know, 50 years, 100 years have been done by Western missionaries in places like Africa and Asia. And because we're individualistic in our way of thinking, we've modeled that. (laughs) And so even if you're in a place like Nigeria or Ghana, instead of being community oriented in their mindset towards disciple making, they think about one-on-one evangelism, one-on-one disciple making or discipleship. And um, while actually it's much more natural for them to, mm. to think groups, but they even have to unwind a little bit in this area. Um, again, let's let's look at how did Jesus do it? He was, you know, he rarely talked to just one person. He did at times, you know, mm. and there is a time and space for that. It's not to say we never can do one-on-one coaching or one-on-one mentoring with somebody that we're discipling. Sometimes it's a sensitive matter or we're doing counseling and, um, you know, that's needed for sure. But generally speaking, changing your mindset so that um, immediately say you're having kind of spiritual conversation with someone and you're get ready, getting ready to say to them, hey, would you like to read the Bible together sometime? Right from there saying, and do you have any friends who'd like to join you? You know, so that we're always thinking groups, we're always looking for opportunities to bring in their oikos from the very beginning, rather than um, saying, oh, I have to disciple them and lead them to the Lord and make sure they're mature. And then maybe I'll encourage them to reach out to their oikos, drawing the group right from the beginning. I, I don't like my odds if they get their own friends there, right? Maybe if, especially if they're coming from a, a Muslim background or something like that, like they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to hang up on me, but 
that maybe betrays in my own heart a lack of trust in the word and a lack of that the spirit could actually work there. We may, may on that, I don't know, because we're individualistic, think, well, it's easier for me to convince, and we shouldn't even have that mindset. It's the Lord that doesn't convince things, but it's easier for me to do this work one on one. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know, the reverse is probably true that mm. if you share with two or three Muslims and they have a chance to talk about it together, um, the chance of that that uh, change sticking and then being able, being able to stick with it is dramatically higher than if they make an individual decision. Um, it may take a little bit longer for them to, you know, have some time to think it over and process mm-hmm. it and consider it and talk to their uncle about it. But um, if they do come to the Lord as a family unit or, you know, a, 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 even a friend group, um, the chances that that, that is going to be fruitful for the long haul is dramatically higher than if they come as an individual um, and they'll have much less persecution as well. When they mm-hmm. come together. So jumping into that group um, idea from the beginning is uh, maybe a little scarier. I get that, you know, and yet what can also happen, I've seen this happen for sure with Hindus I've worked with where I've done this is sometimes that initial person that you think is open ends up not believing but one of those other friends, you know, or um, people that, you know, came into that group, then become the person who's that 30, 60, 100 fold person. And um, so you just radically increase your odds of finding that person yeah. in the group from the beginning, rather than just putting all your eggs in that one basket of that one individual. I remember conversations with American pastors that almost have like a trouble with, for example, the Philippian jailer, he and his whole household believe and are baptized. And we would believe that, yes, they they individually made that decision, but uh, they were part of a group. It's just this dynamic that our Western minds maybe have trouble getting around. I have a fun example of that from Nepal. Um, there was a, a people group that were, they're the honey hunters, they were called the Chipang people. Mm. And um, they were a nomadic people group that lived up in the, the mountain hill areas of Nepal, and they would climb these tall trees and, and you know, get honey and very, very community oriented. And so there was a Nepali church planner that we were training and working with and teaching some of these principles too, and his name was Ezekiel. And Ezekiel, um, you know, went to this village area and he started sharing with this um people group and sharing with people in the village and um one day the uh one of the kind of key leaders elders in the village his cow was really sick and so he called Ezekiel to come and pray for his cow you know and so Ezekiel went and um prayed for this man's cow and God healed this cow and uh that was a big deal and so this man called the whole village to come and hear what Ezekiel had to say and, you know, he'd been working there, you know, four or five months without seeing anybody come to the Lord. But he shared through this, this elder who kind of opened the door, he shared the creation of Christ story with the village and the entire village believed all at once. They all got baptized the next day. It was about 50 adults, you know, mm. coming to the Lord all at once. So, and because they believed as a community, then transformation, you know, began to happen. Um, but it was a community decision and it was in a sense, a community 
faith, you know, they're believing together as a family. And yeah, you're right, Peter, it's hard for us as Westerners in a sense to get our heads around that because we so highly value individual freedom and individual decision-making. But really when we look at scripture, we we see people mm-hmm. made decisions as great. You mentioned the Philippian jailer. There's lots of other decisions as well that are made. Yeah. Man, that's a great story. And that's really what we all want to see, right? We don't want to see a single believer. We want to see uh, disciples making disciples and groups of disciples. So that's a, such an encouraging encouragement. And here in the States or in the West, you know, it may be as simple as saying, hey, you know, do you think your girlfriend would like to come join us or, you know, somebody, a friend, um, maybe we're not as oriented towards our families or, you know, mm-hmm. for a college student to invite their parents to come meet with you is probably not going to happen, you know, but maybe yeah. they've got a dorm brother, a dorm sister, you know, somebody that they are close to that they could invite. If you want to hear all 12 of Cindy's Mindset Shifts, be sure to subscribe to the On The Road podcast. You can do that through whatever podcast app you're listening to, or head to ontheroad.link to get new episodes delivered to your email inbox. You can also check the show notes at that same URL for links to Cindy's blog and training courses. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On The Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.